Hello and welcome to Chickflix. I'm Bridget Hovell. And I'm Mackenzie Chapman, and this is a Chicklet, a mini episode of Chickflix where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or a TV show. Today we are talking about The Invisible Man, a 2020 remake of a classic horror film. When Cecilia Cass leaves her abusive, controlling boyfriend, tech pioneer Adrian Griffin, she can't escape the feeling that he's stalking her. Even when Cecilia is told that Adrian has killed himself, she suspects that he has found a way to abuse her beyond the grave. She begins to feel his presence at her friend James's house, where she is recovering. Her belongings mysteriously disappear. Loved ones receive angry messages from her email account that she has no recollection of sending. Food she leaves on the stovetop bubbles over and burns. No one believes Cecilia that Adrian would be able to harass her without being seen, even though he was known for pioneering cutting-edge optics technology. When Cecilia finds a suit that renders its wearer invisible at Adrian's home, she is sure she has the evidence needed to vindicate her claim. But Adrian isn't through controlling her. Did you rehearse that? That was so good. Wow. Oh, my God. That was like a flawless read. Wow. I didn't. That was my first time reading it. Yeah, that was a first run-through. I always like to be called on to read it. Oh, me too. That is such a personality type. It's like, (laughs) I can do it. I can not only do it, but do it really well. Yeah. Same. I was like, I'll read. (laughs) One time a teacher, though, um, when I was, I did not volunteer to read in his class Mm because he was kind of mean, but he called on me and I read and he was like, wow, you're so good at that. Do your parents make you do that at home for fun? He was like a young teacher. He was making fun of me. I hate that. Teachers should not be able to make fun of children. (laughs) Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it is horrible, especially if they're, they're also like peers. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, Mackenzie, this is one of the last movies I saw in theaters before coronavirus. Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Going into the movies, uh, but now it's available to purchase on Amazon. It was kind of one of the first movies pivoted to be released um, in that way, along with The Hunt and Emma. Um, so it's out now and you can watch it. Uh, that's how I watched it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So I was prepped to be fucking stressed during this movie yeah. by you, by pop culture, happy hour, by like Twitter, everyone. I was like, I am gonna, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> mm. I was like, I am going to hate it because I hate when people are not believing yeah. the character and I, and it's just like this like sense of miscommunication and just like so frustration. Frustrating, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I was dreading watching it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just like threw it on my laptop while I was baking cookies and I loved it. <laughs> Maybe you should bake through every uh, stressful movie. Yeah, I, I didn't find it super stressful. And like part of me is definitely going to acknowledge and attribute that to the cookies. But I also think that, like, she, I felt like Cecilia, although she was being disbelieved the whole time, I felt like I had a lot of, I had a lot of belief in her. And she seemed very, like, strong to me. She Mm -hmm. seemed very, like, capable and, like, kept moving along the plot. And Mm -hmm. I really liked, too, when she started to put the pieces together and yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. and sort of like take things in her own hands and it was just like i'm gonna figure out what the fuck is going on and i like that and i knew it was gonna have like i knew you told me that the ending was like you know she is um 
believed, I guess, at mm-hmm. the end. And yeah. I think that like also got me through it because I was mm-hmm. like, eventually it'll all come out. This is going to make me sound like such a wuss, but I, when I saw this movie in theaters about halfway through the film, things are just going really poorly for the Cecilia character. She has been told that her abusive husband or I'm sorry, partner killed himself. She doesn't believe it. She thinks she's being stalked by him. Um, she keeps kind of behaving erratically to her friend James and his daughter because she's believes she's under assault from this invisible being. Um, and that kind of culminates with her, she's in a, the room with the, the daughter of her friend when the invisible man like punches or slaps or something, mm-hmm. the daughter, and it mm-hmm. looks like Cecilia did it. And the daughter mm-hmm. and James both have a really strong reaction to that. That was the point where I was like, I left the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I leaned over to my boyfriend and I said, I'm going to the bathroom and this is controversial. Some people may hate me for this. I went outside the theater and I pulled up the plot on Wikipedia and I read the whole thing because I was feeling I was having an anxiety attack right? because um, it was, um, you know, not to use a buzzword. It was like triggering me that she mm-hmm. was in a position where no one was believing her. And I just had to be reassured that there was a happy ending or not right. a happy ending, but there was some sort of, uh, justice. Yeah. Um, so this movie, uh, deals with domestic abuse and kind of turns the invisible man into a metaphor for a type of abuse that isn't seen by other people. Um, and, but that is like, um, sinister and, and prevalent in someone's life. At first I was disappointed that they didn't really show very much of Cecilia and Adrian's relationship prior to her escape and then his death. Um, but I listened to the, in the pop culture happy hour episode where they talk about this movie, Linda says that you don't have to see the abuse because you just have to believe Cecilia, which I think is a really lovely statement about the film, but I think kind of oversimplifies what the story could have been. Um, Mm. I think Elizabeth Moss acts the hell out of this movie, but the character, she's given very little to do with the character other than kind of be frightened and then be Mm -hmm. resolute in her anger. Uh, You know, there's not Mm -hmm. really a lot we know about her other than that. She's like a architect. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it, it's Elizabeth Moss's performance sort of saves the movie, I guess, or not, or just Mm -hmm. like makes it good, you know, like, um, she, she isn't give, you're right. She's not, we're not giving any, anything from her besides her performance. And mm-hmm. especially I think, um, I'm going to try not to spoil this movie. Did I already, I don't think so, but it has a happy ending, but yeah. it's like sort of, well, yeah. you know, and whatever mm-hmm. we could talk about it vaguely, I feel like, but there's mm-hmm. a point where she's, um, confronting her sister and, um, they're in a restaurant and she's just saying like i need the the way she's just saying that she needs her sister's strength in her life and it just her performance in delivering those lines and Mm. like the conviction behind them i guess it gives me a backstory to the relationship almost Mm -hmm. where i feel like uh, and like a weaker performance would not have been, I, it would have fallen flat or wouldn't have had as big of an impact for me. Yeah. It she like yeah. builds in a history to, mm-hmm. to their relationship. She definitely carries the movie. Um, director and writer Lee Winnell 
said in an interview to Vulture, I have to hand credit to Elizabeth Moss. She was my partner in crime and collaborator on this. I wouldn't feel comfortable proceeding without her stamp of approval, and we would often discuss the dialogue. I felt more comfortable that she had been over it because she was providing the female perspective on this story that I couldn't provide. And this is a good point to say he also apparently did a lot of research and spoke to women at battered women's homes, um, which is great. And I also think that the fact that there's there's sexual violence um, hinted at in this movie, but Mm -hmm. it's never pictured. And that Mm -hmm. was very refreshing for a Mm -hmm. horror movie um, that I was never really worried about her on that front about something happening to her on screen in that Mm way. I think in a less sensitive director's hands that uh, a rape or abuse by an invisible man would have been a really like cheap, easy sort of, um, Mm-hmm. horrific scene to set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked that the invi- the other twist about kind of like this, con- this story we're all familiar with of the invisible man uh, was that the boyfriend was a tech guy. And I like that mm-hmm. tech guys have become like shorthand for evil <laughs> in the world, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just like, you see his house, how it's uh, furnished and you're like, this guy's evil. Yeah. But yeah. like sparse, no character. Yeah. Sparse, no character. This is a guy, he was in, um, Haunting uh, of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's scary. Very like, different. I yeah. didn't recognize him because he wasn't playing like a heroin addict, I guess. Yeah. He looks very different. <laughs> He's also mm-hmm. not blonde in this movie, but, um. <laughs> Alert. <laughs> we will begin to discuss spoilers now. So, do you, like, stop listening, I guess? If you plan if on you watching this movie. And yeah. you don't want the whole Wikipedia page. But it, in my case, like, it made the watch easier for me. I feel like I was able to... Mm-hmm. Handle it. I guess, like, I think like I don't think I, I would have been miserable if I hadn't known, I think, or watched it under different series, like you did, yeah, I think I would have just been like, not. And knowing how it turned out, I end baking cookies during it. I was, <laughs> I was like able to at least like I don't know, like enjoy a movie as much as like just watch a movie, you know, instead mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. going through an emotional, um, emotionally disturbing. Mm -hmm. for sure so one of the twists in this movie that i truly if i know i read the wikipedia page but i don't think i would have seen this coming uh is that uh we're introduced to adrian's brother who is also the executor of his will he's a lawyer and um there's this like set piece where james cecilia's friend and a cop is being attacked by the invisible man his home and uh Cecilia bursts in, shoots him, and it's revealed that it's the brother in the suit. And you're kind of left to wonder, was the brother, um, you know, was he also manipulated by Adrian? Was he acting by himself? Because then it's also revealed that Adrian has been locked up in his mansion uh, <laughs> for weeks. It's really weird. Uh, I, I hate to pick nitpick plot points and feel like an IMDb commenter, but there's definitely parts of the story that were frustrating to me. I mm-hmm. didn't really like that. The There's a showdown in a mental ward where Cecilia is, where mm-hmm. the invisible man also seems to have like superhero powers. Mm-hmm. He's not just a white guy in 
a skinny white guy in a suit. He's like yeah. a ninja. Yeah. Um, and lots and lots of guards are beat up by the invisible man and shot mm-hmm. by him. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene is James, who happens to be a cop, is talking to Cecilia and he's like, well, you have lots of witnesses now to like corroborate your story. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what about fucking video? <laughs> yeah. Like, what I about know. like all... <laughs> I I was when everything is revealed and it's true that Cecilia was being like abused and harassed by this invisible man. No one ever like apologizes to her or like is like even though James does have that moment where he says like there's witnesses etc. There's it's it's not enough. It's not not satisfactory. I do really like James's character, though. I like he's a really good friend overall. Mm. But I think that in the end, he should have been more contrite, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to like the third act just felt very deflated. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so many twists. And then kind of the final showdown between um, Cecilia and Adrian just didn't feel satisfying to me at all. It Mm -hmm. felt kind of cheap. Uh, Mm -hmm. this is a big spoiler, but she kills Adrian by putting on a second invisible suit and Mm -hmm. slitting his throat, uh, the Mm -hmm. way he did his, her sister. Mm -hmm. And to me that felt like she wasn't able to get justice in a kind of like out and Mm -hmm. clear manner. And Mm -hmm. she had to resort to kind of using his tactics. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't find it satisfying. Well, I thought the exact same thing. I was like disappointed that like you said she resorted to his mm-hmm. style of violence but then i sort of like thought about it a little bit and i was like you know a lot of survivors of abuse don't get justice so mm-hmm. i guess it's apt in that way but it still didn't like i still hated that she it just also felt like let down became a murderer, you know like yeah i also wanted a he kind of plays it very coy when in the last scene between them mm-hmm. and never really owns up to any of the things he had done i kind of wanted there to be more of an explosive perhaps i actually um, you know mm. sorry I no keep going, keep going but i liked i liked how coy he was because yeah. it made me so angry like yeah. it that pissed me off the most out the entire movie i was like Okay, this guy is obviously like an asshole, but at the end he he's talking to her and he's like, "Oh, my hands are shaking. I'm so nervous." And I wanted to yeah, murder him. Like I I mean, not yeah. really, but like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh I think that 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 is a good tonal shift, especially cuz the first time you see him is when he is chasing her when she leaves his house and he like punches mm-hmm. through a window, which is not mm-hmm. even possible to punch through a car window. Yeah, I mean you're right like it is like he is giving these like weirdly superpowers or whatever but like i also think that i liked that we were able to see like like we're introduced to him as this monster and he punches through the car window and it's very scary and like we're immediately like this guy is fucking crazy and then at the end when you see him and he's like shy and charming and you're like okay this is like he's such a snake like this is what he presents like to the world or whatever Mm -hmm. and i don't know i like that we were able to see those like two like Mm -hmm. 
Ugh, sides. Ew. Yeah, it just made me like <laughs> so disgusted in him. Yeah. Even so more. this is part of um a reboot of like the Universal Monster movies. Uh they were first intended to be like these huge blockbusters. You might remember this like kind of infamous cast photo where it's like Javier Bardem, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise. I forget who else. Russell Crowe? I can't oh, remember. Yeah. I think I think so. Someone like that. Oh yeah, because he was Doctor. He was supposed to be Doctor oh, Jekyll and Mister Hyde sense. or whatever. And then the Mummy came out with Tom Cruise, and it was just tanked because they yeah. made it about Tom Cruise and not about the Mummy. I think. Do you, um, try, do you remember that trailer that came out without the sound edited for oh, the yeah. Mummy, where it was oh. like. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes did not bode well for the rest of the movie's uh, success uh but now they've kind of scrapped that for instead reimagining all of these movies as like low budget horror films which i think is really smart and mm-hmm. karen kusama who we love from jennifer's body mm-hmm. is going to direct the dracula in this uh oh, oh installment of the universal monster movies which is so exciting yes chef's kiss yeah, she's going to kill it. She's just going to kill it. Uh, do you want to jump into one-star reviews and final thoughts? Yeah, these one-star reviews are absolutely They're wild. like the Hall of Fame one-star, one-star reviews. Yeah. It's deranged. <laughs> Hall of infamy. Okay, uh, I'll start. Okay. When the supposedly abusive husband, we never see a lot of evidence of this, dies, why is all of his advanced tech just sitting untouched in the house? Why is there a dog living in the house and nobody seems to care? The dog's owner had been dead for weeks. Fair point about the dog, but really shitty to watch a movie where a director is telling you this is how things are have happened. This is the protagonist. And you are like, <laughs> is that so? Yeah. Also, like, he punches, he, like, punches the car window. Yeah. Like, and also, this is, like, a good uh, example of people caring more about animals than people. True. Like, cares more about the dog's well-being than the abused lady that's true (laughs) who's being like actively hunted yeah (laughs) the second one star review is in this fictional universe security guards are apparently trained at a bakery cameras make no sound whatsoever are amazingly waterproof and stain phobic not even paint can stain those little girls have a sixth sense for rape and murder what did that mean is that about how the little girl knows the guy is in the room the daughter i I think it's like absolutely like it makes no sense this person is like not in their right mind yeah (laughs) i don't understand it bakery (laughs) a bakery where does that actually you'd know a lot about knives at a bakery you'd be kind of you know chefs every chef you see is right yeah (laughs) this actually you're you're right this review does not hold up uh here's (laughs) another one a final note Giant close-ups of actors' faces deliberately lit to show how bad skin may be woke, but it put me off my massive insipid hot dog. What does that even mean? Is that a, like, boner joke? Oh, man. I thought it was a literal hot dog. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Very hard to tell. Also, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a perv. uh, This is the grand finale review. Okay. Here's the final one-star review. Yet another men bad, woman good movie. How about The Invisible Woman? A psycho ex-girlfriend attacks and destroys an innocent man with made-up allegations. Like in real life. (gasps) This movie was as upsetting as it was for me. It seemed to upset some people in a very different way. (laughs) 
that one doesn't need any like comments no <laughs> it's just like <laughs> people really responded to this movie <sighs> um i'm gonna give the invisible man a five a five i enjoyed it i'm happy i watched mm-hmm. it i thought it was i thought the action and the setup setup scenes where she's first suspecting the invisible man is present were really well done obviously they drove mm-hmm. me out of my fucking skin mm-hmm. um but I just wish there had kind of been more character building and mm-hmm. yeah, I think otherwise it was really, it was an enjoyable, scary movie. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I think, um, I feel like my watching of this movie is so tainted because I was like, the cookies, why don't you do cookies. a separate rating for the cookies and then one for the movie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I all give it a five and a half because I did. I think I was able to enjoy it more because, like I said, I knew everything that was going to happen. And I was like all the like tension building moments in the Mm -hmm. beginning where I could tell that like she was like noticing something happening. I was just like (laughs) whisking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All of the like small details. Yeah. Where it's like, like a sheet moved or like a door opened. I was just like, I need to beat this more. So, (laughs) you know, I. (laughs) That's a whole new podcast where you cook and watch movies. Yeah, I mean, it's like this is a good experiment. Like it really changed my perception of the movie. So that's really interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for listening. It would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will air on May 4th and we will be talking about Mad Max Fury Road and Alita Battle Angel. ChickFlix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Grief Carlson for our music. Thanks for listening, Thanks for listening to, to Chick Flicks. Bye.